Let's take a look at the arms race and the Hungarian uprising. The Soviet Union emerging as a nuclear player in 1949. This then became an arms race with the USA to try and develop the bomb first. So let's have a look at the timeline of this arms race. In 1945, the USA dropped atomic bombs on Hiroshima and also Nagasaki, and this brought the Second World War to an end. In 1949, the USSR tested an atomic bomb. In 1952, the USA developed the hydrogen bomb. In 1953, the USSR tested the hydrogen bomb as well. In 1957, the USA successfully tests an intercontinental ballistic missile known as an ICBM. In 1957, the USSR successfully tests the ICBM too. Until 1949, the USA believed that the best strategy against the Soviet Union in the event of a war was to use its nuclear weapons. By the 1950s, nuclear weapons had been developed, which contained bigger warheads and would have resulted in the destruction of both sides. This is known as Mutually Assured Destruction, or MAD, so it's MAD. Both nations would have been destroyed in a war, and this made using nuclear weapons less attractive. The Warsaw Pact, which was signed on the 14th of May 1955, created an alliance that was led by the USSR and was a rival to NATO. The arms race became one of the most challenging strategic issue issues of the Cold War. From the 1950s onwards, leaders of both sides were concerned with showing their military and nuclear strength. As a result, the two countries had to find ways to solve disputes without them leading to war. So in which year did the USSR successfully test an atomic bomb? Let's test if you were listening or not. So write it down, think about it in your head. Okay, so it was in 1949. So that was the year that the USSR first successfully tested an atomic bomb. The arms race was one of the most challenging strategic issues of the Cold War because both sides were concerned with showing their nuclear strength. In 1956, the Hungarians demonstrated against communist rule. Imre Nagy, who was a more liberal president, ended the one-party rule and announced that they intended to leave the Warsaw Pact. This meant that Hungary was invaded by the USSR in 1956. So let's take a look at Hungary's background. In the years after Stalin's death in 1953, the future of country, Hungary, was very uncertain. Stalin had exploited Hungary for its industrial products. The political opposition was ruthlessly wiped out and the ruler, Matthias Rakosi, was a ruthless leader. The Soviet Union feared that Hungary would leave the Warsaw Pact and cause other countries to do the same, so they increased control there. In 1956, Khrushchev came to power and a secret speech suggested that Soviet control would be relaxed in some places in Eastern Europe. This was called de-Stalinization. In October 1956, after poor harvests, Hungarians demonstrated against the communist rule, pulling down statues of Stalin. Khrushchev appointed the more liberal Imre Nagy as prime minister. 
Nagi was a communist, but believed in more personal freedoms. He reorganized the Hungarian government and ended a one-party rule. Khrushchev was prepared to accept it if it calmed the unrest that was in Hungary. In, in November 1956, Nagy announced that he wanted to leave the Warsaw Pact, which resulted in anti-communist riots. In the violence during October, a number of communists and members of the AVH, which was the Hungarian state security, had been attacked or killed in Budapest and other towns and cities. So let's take a look at these events of the Hungarian uprising. So, in 1956, Khrushchev proposed de-Stalinization and a loosening of control. In 1953, Stalin died. And in 1956, Imre Nagy announced a plan for Hungary to leave the Warsaw Pact. After the late uprising in 1956, Soviet dictator Khrushchev reacted violently. Hungary was invaded and the USSR's actions were condemned by other nations. So why did this happen? Khrushchev was disapproved, disapproved of Nagy's reforms, and so he invaded Hungary with 200,000 troops on the 4th of November 1956 to, to depose, which means to remove, Nagy. About 5,000 Hungarians were killed, and 1,000 Soviet troops also died. Nagy's government was deported, and Nagy himself executed. This created an example to other dissenting, which means protesting, countries in Eastern Europe. After Nagy's defeat, Janos Kadar was appointed leader. He introduced the 15-point programme to reintroduce communist rule in Hungary. His policies were more moderate than in other Soviet states, and Hungary maintained higher living standards than many other communist nations. The Soviet actions led to condemnation by the United Nations, and some countries, such as Spain, the Netherlands and Switzerland, boycotted the 1956 Olympics. The USA had supported the uprising using aid and financing. America accepted 80,000 refugees from Hungary. But the USA could not send troops because they feared a nuclear war. Hungary, in the end, had to give in. This made the USA look weak and Khrushchev's position was strengthened. The progress in improving relations at the Geneva summit was shown to be short-lived. To recap, what were the results of the Hungarian uprising? So, Khrushchev invaded Hungary with 200,000 troops. 5,000 Hungarians were killed. 1,000 Soviet troops were killed. Janos Kadar was appointed the leader of Hungary and Imre Nagy was executed. If this episode has got you in the mood for more podcast revision action, then you should search for our other revised podcast channels that cover a lot more than you'll find here. Search for Revise on whatever platform you got this podcast from and you'll find them. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.